All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first episode of 2023 for the Yellow Card Podcast, Season 2, Episode 11, presented to you, as always, by myself, your host, Diego, my co-host, Chris Jones. Jonesy, how are you doing? Happy uh, Happy New Year, brother. We're both uh, we're both su- suffering from the lashes of the very first weekend of 2023, it seems. Um, other than that, how are you doing? Zoom lied to me. They said that Karen wouldn't yell at me when the meeting started in, in 2023, and she's already done it, and I'm I'm, I'm sick of it. Yeah, Rebecca's at it, um, mean and large and mean. So, God um, damn it, Amanda. <laughs> but um, happy New Year! Happy New Year to all of our listeners, to all of our followers, to everybody watching us over YouTube or however else you catch in our episodes on a weekly basis. Welcome to 2023. Um, a lot to happen this year. Be on the lookout. Some announcements coming up very, very soon. We promise you. I know we've been teasing um, an announcement coming out for the past two weeks. Um, I'll tease it up a little bit more, but the announcement will be coming within the next few days here. Um, make sure that you're following us on TikTok at Yellow Card Pod on TikTok, Twitter, Podcast Card, um, YouTube, and Spotify. Just look us up, Yellow Card Podcast, Boston Mass, and we're right there. Um anyways, let's get let's get to the let's get to the B for this episode because we got got some English Premier League conversations to talk about, EFL, generating transfer window, and a bunch of other things. But I know Jonesy has something that he wants to get out of his chest I immediately. I did. I want to give our sources a lot of credits today because we broke the news that Hugo Lloris was going to be retiring from international football we broke it three minutes before fabrizio romano tweeted it yeah so credit to us please yep that's exactly right yeah we had um yeah sources indicating that there was going to be a big announcement coming out of the french national team um we knew that the that the retirement will be coming for a bunch of those uh a bunch of those guys i mean it came already for kareem benzema it's coming for hugo Lloris. there could be more uh announcements coming up but for now um, we know as far that, you know, Benzema and, and Lloris have retired from international duties. Didier Deschamps has um, has gotten an extension to his contract up until 2026. So we'll continue to follow all the conversations there and whatnot. Uh, but in the meantime, let's get to it. We've got January transfer window news already happening. Uh, very beginning of January, and there's already some major moves happening already. You got the English Premier League EFL Cup happening tomorrow and on Wednesday. Uh, we got the FA Cup that just happened over the weekend. We got fourth round um, matches to announce here. And on top of that, we're just going to talk about some January transfer targets that we should keep an eye out for. So without further ado, Jones, why don't you go ahead and pick the first um, very first topic of the night and let's get to it. Uh, spinning a wheel on my phone for the topics. <laughs> a click and we have January transfer window alright let's talk about the January transfer window to begin with um, where do you want to start off uh, let's talk about the deal that's going to take place within the next 48 hours uh, y'all Felix with a loan to Chelsea yeah so um According to several sources that we have here, the Yellow Card Podcast, as well as several other leaked rumors as well throughout the internet, this deal is actually concluded and done. It is a uh, 
It is a lone move until the end of the year for um, Joao Felix with the potential to extend to next year. Um, actually, actually, what Chelsea is looking to do is get a loan and potentially buy him off of Atletico, um, as Atletico is presumed to continue with uh, Diego Simeone at the at the helm of of things over there. Um, Chelsea, actually, the third English team to be interested in the uh, Portuguese services, considering that Manchester United and Arsenal have both rejected um, getting involved with him. They just didn't see a fit for both of their schemes right now. Um, this would be a phenomenal fit right now for Chelsea, considering that uh, Christian Pulisic is, is out for uh, due to injury. So, so is Raheem Sterling. This gives them an opportunity to finally get some creativity again in their attack. Um, as the form as of lately has just been lackluster. Um, what are, what are your thoughts for Chelsea? It, it makes sense because look, they want to be able to compete. They want to be able to get back in the Champions League, and in order to do that, they have to go on a little bit of a run here. If we look at it, all the teams ahead of them, you have Arsenal is better than Chelsea. You have Manchester City who's better than Chelsea. You have Newcastle, who I would say is better than Chelsea right now. Yeah. Tottenham's better than Chelsea. Manchester United's better than Chelsea. Liverpool's better than Chelsea. This is a move that helps Chelsea for this year. And realistically, they're only paying, I think, 11 million euros in salary for them, mm-hmm. which I think is mm-hmm. a steal. Mm-hmm. So if Yao Felix is as good as people say he is, then we'll, we'll see Chelsea really, really contending. But I have a sneaking suspicion that he flops at Chelsea. I agree with you. I think I, I think he could be a massive flop for Chelsea. Um, you know, I do think as well that there is there's a lot at risk here with getting a full agreement on personal terms and all that stuff, as well as um, the loan deal itself. Just simply because this is a guy that is prone to injury. He's not much of a physical. Um, attacker which you need to be in order to succeed in the premier league um to me it just doesn't give me that appeal um but again well you know only time and and uh, experience will tell how this guy will will work for for chelsea yeah no i mean i just i think to focus on uh epl more arsenal is definitely going to be in in line because uh, Mikel Arteta said today, we don't have many options up front and not having Gabriel Jesus for a few months uh, isn't easy. Mm-hmm. So a couple names forward wise. What do you think would be a good fit for them? Forward wise for them. I think they need to start looking at, um, I think they need to start looking at several, several, several leagues. Also, um, Potential, potentially considering some South American uh, leagues to look at. Um, there are several offers out of Brazil. Um, a lot of new talent coming out of Argentinian um, soccer league. Mexican league also has some talent to offer as well. Um, they can make some investments here here in America. They can go for some uh, some of the guys here in the MLS that are still relatively young and, and are good strikers, and that will cost them little to nothing almost. Um, they can look at Benfica. They can look at the Turkish league as well. Uh, they can get some loan deals as well. I think they have several options there though for 
go forward. Yeah, I've, I've seen um, they've been linked to the Shakhtar Donetsk guy. Um, what's his name? Remind me. Um, I'm, I'm not gonna be able to say it to be honest with you. It's um, jeez, my, wow, yeah, no, there's a lot of lot of uh, lot of consonants in there. Oh, um, Mikhailo Mudrik. Yep, that's the one. Okay, yeah, no, he would be a great option. Um, he is a he is a young one. He's what 22, 23? Yes. Um, you know, small deal at 20, 20 million euros, which for the Premier League, that's pretty small, considering that a lot of strikers now are going upwards of 50 to 60 to even 70 million euros. Um he is a he's definitely got the physicality there available. So I do think another one, um another name to watch out for, maybe even a couple. Uh, Marcus Sturm from um, Gladbach could be a good one for them as well. I mean, we saw how well he performed in the World Cup and how how he's performed, you mm-hmm. know, at his time at Gladbach. I think he'd be a great fit for them, adding a depth piece, a depth forward. They're not going to need to pay a ton of money for him. And I think for Arsenal, realistically – in order to stay afloat and to continue to be this number one, they need to get reinforcements. They need to add to their depth. And in order to do that, you're going to have to shell out some money. And yeah. we know that Arsenal really hasn't done that since our terror has taken over, but something's going to have to change. No, I agree. Um, I, I, I definitely agree with that for sure. Um, another, another person they can also keep an eye on for is one of the um, Barcelona up-and-coming talents in their academy, and that's Alejandro Balde. Um, I know that both Arsenal and Newcastle have inquired heavily about the possibility of land, landing him um, in this January transfer window. So, you know, that's a, that's an eye to def- that's a guy to definitely keep an eye on for. Yeah, and uh, listen, we have so much time still. I think before the transfer window really starts to get interesting. So a lot of speculations now, but I think within the next week, we'll start hearing more and more rumors. Guys want to out. I mean, I know we've seen a lot of guys get linked to Manchester United, including the star 20 year old Croatian defender. Oh, um, uh, Guardiol. Uh, he, Josh he played Josh for, Guardiol. Played for them the in the World Cup. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Josh Cub, um, He's been linked. Guardiol. I think Oliver Giroud's been linked as of lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they they officially get Diego Delop back. I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, right now, there are two things going for Manchester, they're, uh, for Manchester United. Uh, one of them is, you know, getting him. And <laughs> I think the fact that Glazers sell Man United is is, is trending on Twitter. I, I love that. It's got to continue twitting. Uh, it's got to continue trending on Twitter. I mean, at this point, it's just one of those things that just needs to be done. Just close out the deal, end it once and for all. Who's the – what? Uh, Veghorst, right? Is it Veghorst, Veghorst? 
Yeah, while workhorse from um from the Netherlands has been severely linked to Manchester United as the potential replacement of uh, of Cristiano Ronaldo, Anthony Marshall. I mean, he's been good and whatnot, but so many injuries have been really affecting his performance this year. He's been good. He's been decent. Um, the problem with him is he is very inconsistent. One year when he's without somebody that can participate and, and give him a run for his money for his position, he's excellent. But once he's got competition, he he disappears. He's got nothing to offer. Um, right. You kind of need to be competitive, especially in this market where everybody you're you're on the eyes of everybody, especially in the English Premier League. So there there is one guy from United that if he were to leave, I'm not saying that he will. I'm not saying I'm not trying to put out any reports that he's unhappy. But this player's probably in the best form that we've seen him be at with the club. It's Marcus Rashford. Marcus oh, yeah. Rashford would make so much money if he were to leave Manchester United. I mm-hmm. don't think it will happen because I think he likes being at Old Trafford, but I would not be surprised at how much money they could get for him. Yeah, I mean, he's been heavily linked to a mo- with a move to PSG. I don't see that potentially happening at all. I don't think the French league is where he wants to compete, considering that he is at the top league of leagues right now in all Europe competing at the highest level. Yes, he doesn't have the opportunity to continuously go to the Champions League and potentially win that right now, which he would get that with PSG. Mm-hmm. However, it's a competitive environment that still allows him to be a top player in a league that continues to rise. If he was to go to a Spanish La Liga, that would be different. With Legun, there's only five, yeah. six teams that are maybe competing to, to PSG's level. So... Right. No, I listen, I agree with you 100%. I think if you were to go to one of the top three in La Liga, I think there's a lot of money that could be could, could be used for him. Don't think it'll happen right now. Maybe down the line in a year or so. You never know. Mm-hmm. But the way he's playing right now is a big part of the reason why Manchester United has, has been as effective as they have been. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree wholeheartedly to that. Yeah. Um, All right. So the January transfer stuff. Yeah, not so much of a transfer window uh, news or whatnot, but this, these are news that broke out this morning. Roberto Martinez has been officially confirmed as the new boss for Portugal. Um, his massive plan right now is he's been working on a phone call to be scheduled, to be had with Cristiano Ronaldo to see if he would decide to come back to the national team for one last round. Uh, in his interview, in his acceptance of, of the job, in his interview, he said, you know, you gotta respect somebody who's been giving you all to 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 this national team, and you gotta treat them with respect. It was almost like a dagger uh, sent out to Fernando Santos, which um, I think we all we all can agree that last game was just unnecessary for Santos to do that. So um, more to be expected. We'll see what we'll see what Roberto Martinez's plans are for for Portugal, what he has as as ideas, and what kind of recruiting he's looking to do. Um, but that is the new boss at Portugal. Yeah, no, I mean, I like it, especially with the Euro um, qualifiers coming mm-hmm. soon. It's one of those things you have to look forward to. And I think, realistically speaking, I think the potential send-off for Cristiano Ronaldo's career could be a, a uh, second Euro win. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. I mean, I think, um, you know, as... Maybe it's not as effective as Roberto Martinez had been in club football. I think in national football, though, he was effective. Um, it's not his fault, though, that that locker room was just 
built with a lot of egos and personal problems. I mean, Kevin De Bruyne and Thibaut Courtois haven't spoken to each other in years after an affair with one of their one of their girlfriends, Eden Hazard, saying what he had to say about the about the team without consulting uh, permissions or anything. You know, the whole entire team kind of fell apart this year. Uh, that was not his fault. That's the guy tried to do as much as he could with, uh, you know, putting a bandaid over something that desperately needed big time surgery. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no. So uh, I don't know. Kind of curious to see what Belgium looks like moving forward as well, because they were probably one of the better talented teams that have yet to win anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yep, I agree. Um, all right, let's move on to the next topic of of the night. Um, let's go over to the English Premier League. We got some uh, some record updates to be um, to be put out here. We got some predictions to to deliver as well. Um, so let's get to it. Um, after last weekend's actions, the records for the boys are as follows: myself at ninety three and seventy six, Jones at eighty one and eighty eight. Kind of starting to make a comeback after having a tough. Uh, I mean, a little bit of a tough start to to the end of 2022. The comeback, the comeback would be if I was 88 and 81. It could very well be, you know, 88 and whatever this next week. So we'll see what that does. Um, but let's get let's get to it. So you want to start writing out the names and we'll go with the predictions. Yeah, the first one I got, we got Fulham at home against Chelsea. Um, I'm going to go with Fulham winning this one at home against Chelsea. Chelsea's just not in the form that they need to be. Um, I'm going two to one. Chelsea on the road this year has been great. Uh, three, two and four only getting points in five out of nine, just above 50%. Not a great number there. Fulham four, three and two at home, getting at least a point in seven out of nine games. I think they get a point. I don't think they get three. I'm going to actually go with a nil-nil draw here for this one. All right, nil-nil draw. like it. All right, Aston Villa hosting Leeds. Um, I got Aston Villa winning this one against Leeds. I got three to one. Leeds away from home has been abysmal. Uh, one, two, and five this year. Uh, Villa has been much better at home than they have been on the road. Um, I do like them at home for an advantage. I'm going to go Villa 2-1 to one in this one. Yep, I like it. All right, the Manchester Derby. United hosting City. This is a big one. This is a top four battle, by the way. Two and four going this, at it. Yeah, this is a top four, uh, top four battle. Very close. Everybody there. I mean, the only difference from fourth place to second place is four points, which could be determined with this match here uh, this weekend. I think the momentum this week is going a lot towards Manchester United side. They all seem to be in top form, competing heavily in some of the major tournaments already happening across Europe and in England. Um, I'm going two to one Manchester United at home. Let's not forget also, let's not forget also. One of the biggest losses that Everton had had at his beginning of his career was a four nothing loss against Manchester City in the game that he sat Ronaldo for the entirety of the game and he got so criticized for. This is a time where he doesn't have Ronaldo. This is a time where the whole entire locker room is united in Manchester. Then we see a different Manchester United than what we saw the first time that they came around. 
United sitting at six one and one at home this year. I think one of the big things for me, uh, United's sitting in like the lower part of the league in goals for only having twenty seven so far this season. They do only concede twenty. However, but Manchester City puts up forty has put up forty five goals so far this year. Leads leads the English Premier League. They're only five two and one on the road. Not terrible. Um, I do like what you th- think. I think United puts up a, a valiant effort here. I think it's one one at one point, and city and city comes back and goes out on top. I think city wins two to one. Okay. All right. Brighton hosting Liverpool. Liverpool's two two and four away from home. They've been abysmal away from home this season. Brighton three two and three at home. However, I do like Liverpool in this matchup. I think seeing Cody Gapko play in the FA Cup this past weekend against Wolves gives me a little bit of confidence here. Uh, I think they win 2-1. to one. Okay. Um, it's Brighton at home. Brighton has been very good at home uh, against top, top six uh, teams. Liverpool is part of them, part of the top six at the moment. Um, I think they hold their ground, but I don't think they beat Liverpool. I'm going one-one draw. Okay. Uh, next one: Everton and Southampton. Uh, Everton at home, two-two and five. Southampton's two-zero and seven on the road. That's it's a coin flip game for me. I think. Uh, I don't. Everton's side lately has not been playing well. Uh, they're very much so in relegation zone right now as they're sitting currently with 15 points. The only reason they're in the relegation zone is because West Ham has a better goal differential than they do. But a win gets them out of it for a little bit. But I think they get a point. I'm going to go 1-1 draw. For me, I think this is the season where I have predicted already that Southampton will be relegated. Um, Not a lot has changed since I made the prediction earlier in 2022. Not a lot has changed here in 2023. I went with Everton winning this one 2-0. Okay. Uh, Next game I have, Nottingham Forest and Leicester City. Yeah. um, These teams are actually fairly equal when it comes to um, to what they have to offer in their attack and how they're facing each other. Um, Nottingham Forest has been decent so far lately. Um, Leicester City starting to pick up their own ground a little bit, not you know not to the level of being a top six team, um, but at least being able to give us a reason as to why they're still in the Premier League. Um, I want one one draw between these two. I'm surprised it took us this long, to be honest. I I just. Nottingham Forest is good at home. I just don't think they're good enough to beat a team like Leicester right now. I'm gonna actually. I, I like the one-one draw here. Nottingham Forest has gotten a point in six out of their nine home games so far. Leicester's gotten a point in three out of their nine road games. Would make you want to take Nottingham Forest in that aspect. However, I do like the draw for both teams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Wolverhampton and West Ham. Um. West Ham's been lackluster. They made a lot of moves in 2022, and not one of them has worked. Skamaka continues to be just a decent 
signing, but not the definition to get West Ham out of the uh, relegating the relegating aspect of things. Um, I'm actually going with Wolves winning this one one nothing. They are at home and they are one of the most difficult teams to face in the Premier League when it comes to their home um, field advantage. Yeah, I mean, listen, West Ham sitting at one two and six on the road this year, points three out of nine. Wolves two two and five points four out of nine. I don't know. I'm gonna go same score. I'm gonna go different way though. I'm, I think West Ham takes this one, one nothing. All right, Brentford and Bournemouth. You got Brentford who beat Liverpool this past week at home. Uh, they just did a four four one at home. They're getting points in all but one game. Bournemouth horrendous on the road. They're one two and six. I had a, n- a nil-nil draw here, but I'm talking myself into Brentford. I'm going to take Brentford. one nothing. And it continues. Um, I agree with you. Brentford winning, one, uh, winning against uh, Liverpool makes me feel confident and, and bang for them for one nothing. On their favor, Bournemouth has just been awful and all uh, away from home. So um, this is a perfect See, opportunity for Brentford to pick up to pick up another three points. This is where the gambler in me comes in because I, I sit here and I go, okay, Brentford looked really good against a good team in their last one. Who's not, who's to say that they're not going to have a letdown spot against a team like Bournemouth? Yeah, so no, I agree. I wouldn't be surprised if Bournemouth beats them. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a draw, but I have Brentford winning one of them. I like it. I like it. All right, Chelsea and Crystal Palace. Um, I got this one being actually a very challenging game for Chelsea. Uh, Crystal Palace is not an easy fit at all. Uh, I'm going actually a two-to-two draw. <sighs> so that Chelsea, Palace away from home. We've gotten a point in over 50% of their road games. Chelsea has gotten a point at home. And 75% of their home games. I'm doing math 25, 50, 75, yep, 6 out of 8. I'm actually going to go Crystal Palace and upset here. I think they win. They go into Chelsea and they win 1 nothing. Okay. Uh, Newcastle hosts and Fulham. Um, I got Newcastle winning this one. Uh, they're, they're very competitive right now in that number three spot in the Premier League, going 2 to 1, Newcastle. I also have them two to one. I think for me, for me, it's simple. Newcastle's gone at least a point in every single home game so far this year. Mm-hmm. They're five four and zero at home. They're all, they, they, Newcastle has one loss. They have one loss. Nine, they have nine wins, eight draws, and a loss. I think Fulham. It's either that they're very good. They're playing well on the road, or they stink. There's no in between for them. I'll I'll, I'll take Newcastle squeaking one out two to one. Okay. Then the final one we have the North London Derby. Uh, excuse me, Derby. We have Tottenham and Arsenal. Yeah, this is this is a derby that that tends to be very one sided. If one team won the previous game, then the other team is winning the other one. The past five games it has been like that. Arsenal has picked one. Tottenham has picked one here. Arsenal picked up the last derby that they had, winning 3-0 over Tottenham. I do think this is the one time where Tottenham gets the leg up on them, 1-0. Uh, 
So you're talking about that trend, how they flip-flop wins. Mm-hmm. I think that that cycle ends here, but I think it's a 1-1 draw. I think we finally see Tottenham have a draw uh, at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. All right. Nothing wrong with that. And that's all that I got. I like it. I like it. Um, let's go over to what next? Uh, we got FA Cup matchups. Uh, uh, Sorry, right, let's announce those. All right, so right now what we have here, um, I think the big one is in the fourth round we are getting Manchester City versus Arsenal. Mm-hmm. That's a very good one, uh, top to bottom, something you want to look forward to. The other draws we have Tottenham versus Preston North End, Southampton versus Blackpool, Wrexham versus Sheffield United, Ipswich Town versus Burnley, Manchester United is taking on Reading. Mm-hmm. Um, the winner of Lutton Town Wigan Athletic that will take place um, at the beginning of next week gets Grimsby Town, Derby County gets West Ham United, Stoke City gets Stevenage. Uh, the winner of Blackburn and Forest Green gets, I'm sorry, the Blackburn gets the winner of Forest Green or Birmingham City. Walsall gets Leicester City. Sheffield Wednesday gets Fleetwood Town. Um, we have Fulham and Sunderland. We got Brighton getting the winner of Liverpool and Wolves. We have Bristol or Swansea getting the winner of Chessfield and West Brom. And then we have uh, the winner of Cardiff City and Leeds gets Bournemouth and Accrington Stanley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are your 16 FA Cup matchups for round four. Round of 32, baby. Some good, some some potential good matchups here. Uh, FA Cup takes place Monday the 16th, I believe. Tuesday the, the uh, 17th. Tuesday the 17th, the round three um, replays. I like that. I like that Leeds versus Cardiff game. I think it's Heavily underrated game, but it's actually going to be very, um, very good action to be to be paying attention for. So, yeah, no, for sure, uh, definitely some good FA Cup action coming up with the next couple of weeks as well. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, clearly I need to eat something. Um, all right, let's go over to the EFL Cup. We are in the quarterfinals at this point. We got four matches coming up between tomorrow and Wednesday. Um, those matches being Manchester United versus Charlton, Newcastle. United, United's get that one. Newcastle taking on Leicester City, Nottingham Not Forest on Wolves, and Southampton versus Manchester City. Man City. So, your prediction that the final four would be Manchester United, Newcastle, Nottingham Forest, and City? Uh, Wolves. Wolves. Okay. Right, let me put those down. So United. I'm gonna go with United Newcastle Nottingham Forest in City. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, what do you what 
Do you foresee this being the first trophy in the Aaron Ten Hag era for Manchester United, or do you believe that this is a Manchester City title for them to win? I think either it goes to Eric Ten Hag and Manchester United, or it's the first trophy for Eddie Howe and the Newcastle United. I like that. I like that take. Too. I don't think I don't. I don't think City City wins this. I don't think so either. I think if City is to land somebody like Newcastle or um, even Wolves in this round, it's just too much of to, their physicality to ask for. To be honest, I don't think they put their best lineup up there against Southampton. I think Southampton has the chance to beat them. Could be. Yeah, could very well be. Yeah, an upset could be coming. So um, we'll stay tuned to that. To that not um, not not in Forest Jesus. To that quarterfinal round, we'll update it on our on our Twitter page and all that stuff. Um, any final thoughts? No. Uh, oh, uh, happy trails to Gareth Bale, who is retiring from professional football. Golf, baby. Golf, golf, golf. Um, other than that, that does it for episode 11 of season two here at the Yellow Card Podcast. Make sure to stay tuned for a big, big, big announcement coming up in the next few days here from uh, from us. Make sure that you're staying up to um, up to date on the on the Yellow Card TikTok, Yellow Card Pod on TikTok. A lot of content coming up there. Um, you might see the two of us doing some content there next week. Who knows? We'll see what we got for you. Um, but in the meantime, signing off. Diego, Chris Jones, until next episode. See you all later. Peace.